Welcome to Word of God Broadcast with Pastor Opie Swells from Multitudes Church in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Our prayer is that your heart would be like moistened soil, ready to receive the seed from God's Holy Word. Now, today's message. God, oh my 
by just telling you that throughout this whole year you're going to hear me you already have talk a lot about Matthew 25 I'll be referring to it a lot referring to uh, first and second Thessalonians a lot At times I will be bringing Daniel and Revelation back into it but the, I'm preaching the whole Bible 
But I've mentioned many times, many, many times preaching about the parable of the ten virgins. And I believe with all of my heart, without any reservation, that this is a direct uh, announcement to the church that Jesus was kind enough to give us in the form of this parable. And if you read it and you just take time reading it, you, you don't have to spend any time at all trying to figure out what angle or what Jesus is really saying. The whole emphasis of the parable of the ten virgins is, is about being prepared. And it also includes the half-only principle. Five wise and five foolish. And we know from just hearing the parable and reading about it that the five wise were wise because they were prepared. And half of them were not. And many, many people believe, you know, this is a great indication of what the rapture will look like among professing believers, only half. And it's all about, it doesn't have anything to do with God not liking somebody or anything else. It's, it's just about being prepared. So there's three life lessons that's inside of this message that we're going to look at, and, and I just believe they're the foundation, the whole parable. And the three lessons that are in there is about oil and about being trimming and also about watching. But before we read that, I want you to close your eyes and we're going to pray together. Father, I love you so much, and I thank you for your word. I thank you today that we can look and we can be fed we can be led by your word and by the Spirit. And I pray today, God, we would not be distracted nor cause distraction, Lord, that my mind would be focused on you and what you've kept me alive for this moment to proclaim, Lord. I pray that I would decrease, you would increase, Lord. I rebuke anything that would try, Lord, to hinder us from hearing from you. I know that this is seed going in the fertile soil, and I pray that it takes root, Lord, and we can go out of here producing some 60, some 30, some 100-fold, Lord. And God, I just pray for the anointing because this is your word. And I'm a mortal man. You've saved me and you've called me. And you've put this in my lips for this hour. But Lord, I need and I ask that you just speak, Lord. And we'll all be edified. In the name of Jesus, the whole church said amen. Now we're going to go to chapter 25 and we're going to look at these 13 verses before we look farther into those three core values or life lessons. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened to ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. 
Go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with them to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. But he answered and said unto them, I know you not. But he answered and said unto them, I say unto you, I know you not. But, why did he say that? They were all with a lamp. They were all wanting to be a part of the wedding. They were all engaged. He said, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch, therefore, for ye, you, know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. So, I want to start by telling you, if you're taking notes, that's great. If you're listening, if you're online, you can, you can screenshot if you want to, uh, and down in the app, there's a description or a listing of all these scriptures. But I, I don't want to just talk about this in terms of the rapture or what it looks like, have here, have not here, all that. I, I think we need to lean a lot toward the prepared part of this because after all, if you were not prepared, you were not a part of the wedding and you didn't get in. And so I think because of the hour we're living in, we need to know what he's saying to the church about being prepared. And one of the very first things he talked about was the fact that there was some that were prepared by means of having oil. They were prepared. They thought enough of him, of themselves, of the wedding to make sure they had oil. Oil is your walk, church. Oil is your relationship. Oil, I'm not ready for that part yet. We're going to do that at the very end, uh, but thank you. Oil is your relationship, and oil is your testimony. All right? So when we talk about this, we talk about the fact that the Lord knew there were 10 people that wanted to go, that were signed up, that professed to be engaged, but only five of them were in a relationship with them, you see. Five. Five were in a relationship, and five were in a state of being prepared. And I can tell you, there's going to come a time when many will say, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we heal the sick? 
Didn't we do all kind of noble and charitable things? And he's going to say, look, you were a worker of iniquity. You did it for yourself. You did it to get attention. You didn't do it for my glory. You didn't do it for the kingdom's sake. You did it for you. I know you not. Depart from me. And folks, I can tell you, this is why we are stopping on Wednesday nights and we are focusing on men and their walk and women and their walk. Sink in, sink in, sink in. We can't continue to have a form of godliness but deny the works thereof. So if I were you and I professed the name of Jesus, unless I was sick or working or out of town or giving care to someone who could not care for themselves, I would do all I can corporately and individually. Every morning when you wake up before you go to bed, I would be working on my relationship. The Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But I've told you countless times, you cannot separate the word salvation from the word relationship. They're hand in hand. Jesus died so God could be restored back to you and have a relationship with you. Oil is your walk. Oil is your relationship. Oil is what you are doing with God every day of your life. Oil is also your testimony. This is why preachers for years have preached messages. Mike Webb used to rag everybody that would kind of do something with me or for me. Oh, you're just trying to ride on the preacher's coattail, aren't you? And this is what preachers would preach about all the time. Uh, you know, you can't ride in on your husband or wife or your parents' coattail. It's you. It's between you and the Lord. And this is why I tell you too. Your walk is your walk. Your walk is not your wife's walk. Your walk is not your mama's walk or your daddy's walk or how your grandma and grandpa walk. Your walk is your oil. If there's no oil in your lamp, I'm telling you, the Bible says it's not a good thing for you. A lot of people laughed at Noah, as in the days of Noah, just like the days of Lot. And what happened? Everybody laughed. They haven't seen rain. We've never had a rapture before. We've never had uh, what will probably be millions of people missing all of a sudden. The government's ready to give an explanation because they built people up to believe whatever they say. And so that's not going to be an issue very long. After they clean up the carnage of unmanned vehicles and, and, and just, uh, just stuff falling uh, from nowhere in the middle of grocery store aisles, then when all that's dealt with and they cover that up, it's just going to be living for a bad seven-year period. But what I want you to understand is that the people that hear the Word of God and they do the Word of God and they have oil in their lamp, you're not going to have to worry about that. That's why we have Bible studies. That's why we have student ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, children's church. That's why we have a... Uh, a year calendar right here and I'll say a word that kind of will go along with all of these things and you know what well I'm still having trouble with my child I'm still having trouble with my youth some people might, might say I don't know of anything right now that just like hits me in the head 
But at least you and at least your child has a chance if they're in the house of God and the things of God than if they're never a part of the things of God. Amen. All of heaven saying amen right now. The problem, the problem a lot of people have, they won't even give their family a chance to accumulate any oil. See, I, I'm getting somewhere now because I wasn't planning on saying all that. And you know what? It's, it's like in this story, five of them, after they all were awakened and they realized, whoop! I ain't going to say whoop, there it is, but whoop, there it was. The cry was made. The sound was made. We need some oil. That's equivalent to me going up to you and say, okay, I haven't been serious about church, about youth, about students, about children, about all the special events. I hadn't been serious about tithing, about praying, about giving. I haven't been serious about anything. Uh, can I borrow your testimony because it's time to go to heaven? It won't work. Today, everybody say this with me. Today is the day of salvation. And give God a hand for giving you today. Hallelujah. He's given you today. Redeem the time. So, the definition for the word oil just is like olive oil or fuel for lamps or for healing of the sick. You know, like when we anoint with oil so that people can be healed. And I, I can tell you that without oil in a lamp, and I'll show you something that maybe you can relate to, because nobody's really, uh, you know, lighting your house anymore on a regular basis, I guess, with, with that clear oil, with the wick that, you know, you can turn the key and it can go up. Some of you are going to have to Google that to even see what I'm talking about, amen. Yes, you are. I know all about it. Anybody else know all about it? Yes, you do. We don't do that anymore. But I, I, I'll show something to you in a moment that you might can relate to. And you see, people in the Bible, these five wise virgins, had a relationship. They had oil. They had oil. And people that have oil, I'll go back to this. Wednesdays, uh, special events, all these other things, prayer nights and all. People are active and they are doing the work of Jesus Christ. They're doing it. So when you have oil, uh, for instance, in an engine, all right? Now, I can tell you how... Uh, just how relevant this oil is. Yesterday, while we were cleaning out the back of the van, last night as a matter of fact, and he said, there's a uh, bottle of oil in here, and it was yesterday. Well, there was another one in here. Quick story, times two, because I've already said this one time. We had a leak in our van, took it to the service uh, department, and the guy that we've known for 30 years, 30-plus uh, years, great Christian brother, uh, we had a seal change, still leaked oil, but he took pictures of our engine and showed us where one side of it looked like it had been starved for oil. 
He said, I wasn't taking on long trips. We were planning on eventually getting a new van, but when he said, I absolutely wouldn't take it out of town because it's 17, 18 years old, whatever it is, and it still uses oil right now. Well, what happens is when that engine, so this is like when I was in college, those guys I went to school with from Ohio that drove a Pacer, Google that too. Uh, in fact, we wouldn't even call it a Pacer. We called it a pregnant high-top tennis shoe. Now all the youngins are going to go uh, Google it for sure now to see what a Pacer looks like. But those guys would drive back and forth from Ohio with a donut on with about a case of Fix-A-Flat in their car. We have a quart of oil because just to kind of keep our eye on it, but what happens when an engine is robbed of oil, those pistons quit producing horsepower, which equates down to Pete and Charlie walking. Amen? Man, why am I saying all this old stuff today? Nobody knows who Pete and Charlie is. Have any of you people that's ever walked, heard it called Pete and Charlie? Now I don't feel near as bad. Amen. Well, I'm older than you. I used to call him Pete for he got politically correct and changed it to Pat. That was just so good for that just to roll out because I needed a way to get out of that. But you don't, you don't get far at all if you don't have oil in an engine. It'll lock up. It won't produce horsepower, and you can't go spiritually. Jesus was talking to you today to let you know back then when this lamp, it don't matter if it's called an engine, don't put oil in it and see what it's called. It's called dead. It's called walking. It's called junk. It's called locked up. When you don't have oil, hallelujah, in this lamp right here, you lock up, you stay at the house, you mind your own business, you don't have any horsepower to get out here and reach the lost, feed people, pray for people, and help people, and it's all because you don't have oil. That's why. That's why. So, oil and anointing go hand in hand. Anoint with oil. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9 says, Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So see, you, you want oil in your life. I just used this verse a few weeks ago. You want oil in your life. Because it's going to keep you going and it's going to keep you glad. James 5.14 says, Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. Why oil? Because oil is synonymous with the power of God in healing the sick, setting the captive free, breaking strongholds and bondage. That's why the devil wants you a dry hide, empty, just make you feel like you a lamp. He don't want you burning with a, a lamp full of oil. Look at the damage you'll do, church. So, 
This is why the Lord says, hey, I'm coming back. I went to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told, I'd have told you. He said, but you need to be doing what I left you here to do, preaching a lot of the same things, and you need to make sure that you've got your life right with me, walking with me, talking with me, living with me every day. That lamp has to stay full at all times, of all times right now. That's why it's important. And so the Spirit of the Lord, when we talked about oil, and we talked about anointing rather a few weeks ago, we talked about that. Remember Samson, when, when the Spirit of the Lord came on people, great things, they would do great things. God would use them to do mighty things. Even people that was not serving God, when the Spirit of the Lord came on them, they would prophesy. Saul, for instance, would. This is why, church, the devil wants a dry church. This is why he wants a dry Christian. As long as people look good, as long as the sign is shiny, as long as there's cars in the parking lot and a little bit of money in the bank, a little charitable deed here and there, it all looks like church. It all looks like the body of Christ. But the Lord said the people that were left at the honeymoon day, the marriage day, was the people that had no oil. So, oil in the Bible is one of the best ways I know how to explain oil. It's found in Psalm chapter 40, verse 3. And he hath put a new song, a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Okay, here we go. This is why oil's critical. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. So, we could paraphrase for a minute, maybe, just maybe, if we started singing a new song, to the people around us, uh, many would see it and many people would have fear and many people would start trusting in the Lord if we had a new song for a change. See, the problem is our circle around us keeps hearing the same old song and that's why your circle stays the same and that's why the same reason our church and church is stay the same. Same old song. No new oil, no new wine, no desire for the things of God. And so you just have what you have because it's just dry and it's squeaky and it's rusty and there's no horsepower, there's no greater things. Then these shall you see, none of, even though the Lord said there would be, we don't see it. And it's because we're singing the same old song. We're not talking about what God has done in our life and what God is doing. And you know what? If we would just start with a brand new song, talk about how good church was, even if you just didn't get all you think you had, had to get or needed to get. If you would just go around saying, I did it in the foyer this morning. I'm just glad that I was able to wake up. I'm not in a hospital room. I'm not in a care facility. I'm not in a, vege uh, a vegetated state where I can't move or do it. I am so thankful I was able to wake up 
on my own, get dressed and drive and come to a real live worship service today. I don't take that for granted, by the way. I praise my God that he allowed me to do that. What if we start singing that song? Somebody somewhere would want to go where that's taking place because all they're hearing in their circles is old songs. I can tell you that we are probably guilty for the most part now of people knowing how much we're in debt how many aches and pains we got, what all we've been through, and what is down the road, and how bad the devil's wearing us out. I said devil, didn't I? Devil, how bad he's working on us. I bet people know those songs very well. Negative, how bad it is in my life. What about a new song? What about a new song tomorrow? Let's just try. Hey, Push on that hey, for today. Eight-track tape player. Go forward to the next song. And let's just sing a brand new song. Look up eight-track tape player too. So your song, according to Psalm 43, is by far one of the most valuable soul-winning tools you have, church. Sing a new song. David says, I will sing... I will sing a new song unto the Lord. He's put a, what? A new song, hallelujah, in my mouth. I'm not talking about how the enemy's been after me all the time. I'm singing a brand new song. That's where your oil is right there. Sing a new song for a change and watch what happens, church. So let's do this real quick. Let's talk about oil in the form of a testimony because this is a part of our new song. Okay, guys, y'all, I've got to get over here for one minute, and I'm coming right back. You can go with me, but I'm trying to prevent something, okay? So i got to do it right quick. I wasn't prepared today, and I'm preaching about prepare. Hold on, I might need one more, just in case this happens. I don't want it to happen, but in case it does. So oil is my song. Oil is my relationship. Oil, we're overcome by the word of our testimony. So, our little now four-year-old grandbaby boy, I can't call him baby no more, grandson, Beckham had a party Friday, and me and Angie went to go pick up the pizzas. It's in Rockingham. I'm telling you where it is. Man, I'm going to give honor where honor is due. We went to go pick up the pizzas at Papa John's in Rockingham. Uh, when we walked in the door, you know how you go to this place, hey, welcome to blah, 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 blah. Well, there's about 10 people in there working. And I mean, all they kept firing it away. Hey, it wasn't one, man. I, I mean, I was blown away. There's somebody sitting in there. I felt good before I even got a chance to smell the pizza. And so, but there I locked eyes, oh, Lord, I locked eyes with one guy, and I could tell he had a, a lazy eye, a big smile on his face, because we had about 10, 13 pizzas, maybe, and, um, and, and so, 
man, that, these people, I said, y'all, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if that pizza is anywhere as good as the hospitality here, man, we are in for a treat. And they said, oh, it's going to be good. But they were off the chain. So, so nice. And this guy offered to, that I've already spoke about, offered to help me take him out to the car. And when he was, I, I, I mean, I was already on top of the world. And, and I do have to send in some kind of survey. I, I've got to do that. But I, I, I told him before, uh, when he put the pizzas in the van, I just simply said, listen, I just want you to know, uh, well, let me ask you, do you know that Jesus Christ loves you more than I can even tell you? He said, yes, I do. And he said, let me just give you my testimony real quick. Used to be a caddy up here in Pinehurst, walked about 15 miles a day. One day he just had an aneurysm that blew out of the side of his head. Sorry to be graphic, but I want you to understand something. He said, I died seven times. He said, then I had three surgeries on my back and spine. I wasn't supposed to live. I had a young, uh, my daughter, I've had her since she's three months old. They were going to take her away from me. And then I had uh, like four more surgeries, all this stuff. They said I'd never walk again and all of these other things. He, I mean, he was spitting them off like that. But talking about how last year I drove 35,000 miles in that car, I, I can drive now, and I'm able to get around on my own, and uh, I want to try to get my job back up there because I really enjoy it. But he was, his testimony, his testimony was chock full of the best oil I, 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 I've heard in a long time. His testimony, and here I go doing this right here. I hugged his neck. I just give him a look. I said, man, I wish I had more than that. I, I, I just give it to him. And I make a beeline trying my best to get in the van because I am leaking. I am squalling like a baby. You hear me? And I just said, God, you are so good to me, Lord. Oh, you're so good to me. God, you're so good. I said, you order our steps. I'm picking up these pizzas. But you had something, a blessing that I knew not of tucked away from me right here with this man and these people. And I said, God, you are great. Oh, Lord, you're good. I, and I had, on the way there to the discovery place, I was trying my best to reel it in. I didn't want to go in there and Caitlin said, what's wrong, Daddy? I can tell something's wrong. I tried my best, but I'm telling you, I just realized again, because I knew about this message, I said, God, that's what real oil is right there. He wasn't, he wasn't bragging on what he's gone through. He's, he was bragging on God that brought him through. That's your new song. That's your oil, church. And you don't know, you don't know who you're going to bless by just singing a new song at any given moment. Oh, Lord, I thank you, God. So now, to summarize oil, the oil summary, those of you that were looking a while ago, Derek gave you a quick peek at it. I'm gonna, we're going to let you see it for real now. But the oil summary is, it's what you are singing. It's what you're singing. That's it. 
See, we don't want to just talk about the rapture today. We want to know what the Lord is really looking for. We talked about this when we talked about six-pack the other week. So we're, we're all over this. Well, I want to know when you come back. There's five of them that I really want to know what they were doing. That's what I want to be consumed with right now. The ones you let me in, Lord. So your oil summary is, it's really your relationship. What are you singing? The next thing that he brought about, the second life lesson, he said, was the fact that all, all, all lamps were trimmed. So what does that mean? Is it, isn't it not enough just to have a lamp that's full of oil? Well, that word means to put in order. Isn't that interesting? That's what I preached about the new year. That comes from a Greek word that just simply means to put in order or arrange or make ready or prepare or to adorn and embellish with honor. Titus chapter 2 verse 10 kind of gives us an idea of what that means. Uh, the King James says, not uh, purloining, but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. So to make this real simple, if I wanted to summarize trim like I did oil, to have my lamp full and trim, the trim summary would just be what you are saying or what are people, not what you're saying with your mouth, but how you carry yourself. What kind of message with your body with, with your habits, I'll even say with your dress, what are you saying that you never open your mouth and say? Do people look at you and say, it's all about you, you're vain, I can look at those pictures. It's just vain, it's all about them. So it means, again, to make sure that you make ready your life in preparing See, the first part of oil is your relationship. But I'm preparing every day. He said, I go and prepare a place for you, as I've told you all ago. But what about you? Are you preparing? Uh, let's say it like this. Are you trying to accumulate more in life? And you know, I didn't plan to put this together. But maybe the reason the Lord is giving us these uh, yard sales, which by by the way, it's so much easier than a plate sale. I mean, for real, you make about the same amount of money, but what it's doing for the church as well as the church people, it's giving us a chance to purge and get rid of. Amen, those of you that purge. So that's good for me to know there can be a lot more purging going on based on that amen volume. So we're trimming. What we're doing is preparing. We're preparing to leave. I don't need that. You take that. Let's give that to the church. Let's take that and help that family out over there. Why do we need 10 of these? Let's, I'm preparing to go home. It's what people are saying. That's what my summary is. I'm trimming down, you see. 
I'm really trimming this life down. I'm trimming. I'm going home to a better place. I'm preparing. I'm embellishing the Lord Jesus Christ and going home. I'm honoring him with my life. That's what my summary says. I am. You are. You are. You are. We are. We are saying this. This world is not my home. That's what your lifestyle and your choices and your schedule is saying. So if my oil summary is what I'm singing, my song, my trim summary is what I am saying. And then the last thing he said, the third life lesson in here was about watching. Verse 13 says, watch therefore. After he distinguished between who was and who wasn't, he said, watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. That word simply means to watch, to give strict attention to, and to be cautious. But it also means to be active and to take heed lest through remission some destructive calamity suddenly overtake one. That's what it means to watch. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 6 tells us, Therefore let us not sleep. You know, all of them slept. All of them woke up. But Paul's saying, let us not sleep, folks, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So for the past week and weekend, people's been watching that don't even normally watch, probably, all over the world, but especially in our country. What? Here we, here we go. What's people been watching? Balloon or bow on, as somebody spelled it. So, listen. People were watching because they were told there was a balloon in the sky. There was a balloon. I, I'm not even getting into all that. What my opinion is, my opinion don't matter anyway. It really doesn't. But can I just tell you this? Again, again, the world said to watch, and everybody watched, didn't they? But can I tell you something greater than that? The Word has been saying for a longer time than a week to watch. And people aren't watching because of being asleep. I told you just a moment ago about the six-pack, but all of these things are tied directly to about being active in our relationship, active in our church, active in our family, active at work, active at school, active in our community, because these all tie to these six-pack, these things of feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, checking on the sick, 
taking care of the naked or homeless and needy or visiting those in prison or people that's in a type of prison or the stranger making a stranger feel welcome anywhere. All of these things were what Jesus had said you were doing and so you get to come in. He told it through the story of a king. And today, again, it's about oil. Would you have oil? And it gets you somewhere. It keeps everything lubricated and working, doing its intended job. And watching goes together with this because the people that are not watching, the people that have not been watching are in the eyes of God asleep. That's kind of what we need to make sure we pay attention to. Because the Lord Jesus himself said this in Luke 19, verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, here's that word, occupy till I come. Again, he was telling a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. He was saying not only about feeding, healing, visiting, praying for, checking on, not only about the oil being in an active relationship with me, he was also saying, look, it's all about me finding a fig on the fig tree, fruit on the vine, and you bearing fruit, you burning. Your light so shine before men, Matthew 5, 16, that they may see your good works. See, when they see your good works, this is what your life is saying, not your mouth. Your mouth is only singing, but your life is saying something. They care more about everybody else. And Matthew 5, 16 says, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, when we start talking instead of singing a new song, nobody's glorifying God. So I want to just tell you this. Your watch summary today and my watch summary, it's what you are seeing. What you're watching for is what you are seeing. If you're watching for a balloon, you see a balloon in the sky, you see a balloon on TV, it's balloon, social media, See a balloon in the newspaper? But if, 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 if you are watching, by the way, what did the Lord tell us to do? He told us to look up because our redemption draws nigh near. So I'm looking up because my redemption draws near. So what you are watching for, that's what you see. You might see Everything from uh, transgender mess to all of these things with sex trafficking, uh, all the political junk that you see, all the immorality that you see, across the lawlessness the Bible calls it. You may hear about all these things, wars and rumors of wars, but I'm telling you what Opie Swells is watching. I tell you what I'm seeing 
I'm seeing some clouds that they change every day and man's doing his thing with all of that. But I ain't even really looking at those clouds. I'm looking up to a spiritual cloud. One day that the Son of God is going to get a signal from Father God. He's going to step out and he's going to call those that are full of oil, those that have understood the word. He's going to say, come home and enter in. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm seeing about right now. And that's what I'm watching for. Don't care about the football score. Don't care about the interest rate. Don't care about what they're doing over there. Don't care about what they're saying over there. Don't care what you saw, who said it. I am seeing my Savior about to come home and take me out of this place. That's what I'm seeing. Before we end our broadcast today, I just want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus Christ? Not do you go to church, not do you have a cross in your home, but do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, meaning that you realize you were born into a world of sin and you are a sinner, and you violated the law of God and you've stored up wrath, and for that, you feel bad and so bad that you've asked him to forgive you and you've changed your way of living to reflect following Christ. If you haven't done that, that's exactly what this entire broadcast is about. It's not about a bunch of people or a bunch of money or attending our church, but it's asking you this question, are you ready to meet the Lord face to face and give an account for your life. If you have not done that, or you're not sure, we need to pray right now. And the prayer doesn't have to be a lengthy prayer or an intelligent prayer, but it has to be a prayer of faith from your heart. And you have to pray. You can pray in your own words, but you must realize during the course of your prayer that without the forgiveness of God Almighty, that there is no way you'll have peace with God now or for all eternity. So I want to pray for you. God, I pray for every person listening right now. Lord, that they would understand that it's not your will for any to perish, but for all to have everlasting life. And I'm asking you, oh God, to help my friends right now that may be praying to know that you are waiting. You stand at the door. You said in Revelation 3, you stand at the door and knock. You're waiting on us, Lord. And help them to know, Lord, when they call on you, that they can be saved and they will be saved when they pray from their heart and they make up their mind that they're going to follow you. Friend, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are now a child of the Most High God. Not only do you have an advocate, not only do you have a friend right now that sticks closer than a brother, but you've got the hope of heaven one day. And for that, I am so glad. If you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just take just a moment, if you don't mind, and uh, reach out to us at multitudeschurch.com forward slash uh, saved, S-A-V-E-D. Or you can send us the, a text that just says saved to 910-400-1199. That's the word saved. 910-411199. Listen, we'd like to help you out on your journey. 
and there's no strings attached. We just want you to know we're trying to finish our course and fulfill the Great Commission, and you're part of that. So let us pray for you, and if you have any kind of prayer request, why don't you uh, share that with us? Uh, we will not reach back out to you and ask you for anything, uh, but you're welcome to email us and let us know what your prayer need is right now. And that's just a simple email uh, to prayer at multitudeschurch.com. Thank you again for being a part of our broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you in heaven one day for all eternity. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church or to watch entire services, please visit us online at multitudeschurch.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms.